0: Welcome you in this place, King Jesus. Holy Spirit, have your way. We turn our attention to you.
1: If you did not get it, raise your hand. We can have someone pass it out to you. Um, but we're just going to take a minute um, before we continue to worship. And I actually, I'm just going to sit down because I feel like that's what I'm um, we're just going to sit with you. Just let Jesus look at you. We're not here for anything else. So we just want to connect eyes with Jesus this morning. Just lock our eyes with him. And let him see us. All the great things we did this week. All the things where we missed it. But he sees us. You know, his mind doesn't change. It doesn't change from the great thing we did or the not so great thing we did. He's just delighted in you. And so today as we take communion, my heart is that we would delight in him. just gonna sit with this for a minute God we just we thank you that you sent your son the atoning sacrifice for all sins of all mankind that anyone that would call upon the name of the Lord would be saved he lived his life and he died so that we could be saved healed and set free delivered all men So that includes you. He wants you to be delivered. He wants you to be healed. He desires that for your family line. so willingly chose to be the sacrifice for us. God is a good, good daddy, and what he wants from us is just love in return for us to desire to be in his presence. Just to sit with him with no expectation. And just let him pour out his love on you. We're here to seek him. Not the praise of men, but the praise of our Father. So my prayer this morning, is, we were downstairs praying earlier, was just that when we leave here today, our face would be glowing like Moses. It would be apparent that we had been in the presence of the King, the presence of the Most High God. body and hold it in your hand. And Lord Jesus, we just, we thank you for the broken body. We thank you for the sacrifice. We thank you that there's healing in the body, Lord healing in the body of Christ. So, Lord, we willingly choose to remember this morning. We're going to ingest the body into our own body. And we thank you, Lord, that that's where you live, that that's where you reside in us. But your word tells us to do it in remembrance of you. Lord, let us remember you often. Let us not let us not think that it's just, you know, uh, just whenever we're here at church taking communion. Lord, we can take communion in our own home. We can commune and be in relationship with you. We can have intimacy with you, Lord. So this morning as we consume your body, we agree with the word. We agree that you are who you say that you are, that you did what you said you did, Lord, on the cross, and that you're coming back, Lord, and so in a prophetic tag, we take your body this morning to say that we agree. Jesus, we thank you for the blood, the atoning blood of Jesus Christ. We thank you for the forgiveness that poured out on the cross, Lord, the victory that came through the blood. Lord, we push through today with the blood of Jesus Christ for victory, for the breakthrough, Lord. For the individual in the room, we all need breakthrough somewhere. It just looks different. But the blood this morning promises you breakthrough. So as we partake of the blood this morning, Lord, we agree. In breakthrough, we agree with victory. We agree that there's nothing that your blood cannot atone for. So, Lord, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you for the blood of Jesus. may it always be sweet on our lips. May our hearts always be tender toward the sacrifice that you made for us. We thank you, God. We bless you. We bless you, Lord.
2: Amen. Sure.
3: pull me a little closer take me
0: Can that be? Where I belong, where your love has always been enough for me. (laughs) Sing that again.
1: I'm going to call our ushers to come forward, please. We're going to take offering. So, Lord Jesus, this morning we do ask that you come and consume every place in us, Father God because it does all belong to you, Father God. So as we have an opportunity to give back in worship through our offering, Father God, we freely give, Father God, this morning, Lord Jesus, because it all belongs to you anyways. And what a great opportunity that we have this morning to pour into the kingdom, Father God, and say, your will be done and not my own. So we just thank you for the opportunity to give this morning, Lord Jesus. I ask that you would bless everyone, Father God, the giver, Father God, and the gift, Lord, we ask that you multiply, Father God, everything that is given this morning, Lord Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray, amen. So I'm going to do a couple of announcements, and then um, Jess and Ben are going to come up and share for a minute with us. So um, the first announcement is, this is so echoey, (laughs) Um, the 6th and 7th. Good. Y'all are good. Y'all don't want me to sing. The 6th and 7th, which is this Friday and Saturday at Gateway Church in Goodlettsville, Denise and Ginger with Transformation Ministries will be hosting um, the Essentials of Inner Healing. So that takes place again the 6th and 7th. There is um, an Eventbrite. And we did have some cards somewhere. I don't know if there's any available, but we can get you the information if you're interested. And then um, also on Saturday the 7th, we will be having our ladies study downstairs on Isaiah that Pastor Colleen is leading. And then um, the next thing, um, on the 8th, Jim and Pat Banks will be here with us on Sunday morning service next week. So that's exciting. They always have a good word for us. Um, And then the following is um, October 21st for our first youth event. So Jess and Ben, if y'all want to come up and just share um, your heart and a little bit about how we got here. (laughs) Y'all give them a hand.
4: True, they can see you no matter where we go. Okay, I can't see any of you, my Lord. Hi, um, I'm Jess, this is Ben, if you don't know us. Um, I feel like, <laughs> like how do we make this as short and sweet as possible? Um, I've been a part of youth ministry since when I lived back in California, 10 plus years ago. Um, you've always been a part of youth ministry, forever it feels like. Um, but we both took a step back for a little bit, and then I always knew deep down that I would return to it. I just didn't know when that would be. Um, and pretty recently, it would have been August-ish, yeah. was when the Lord told you.
5: Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> I hate microphones. He's been telling me for a really long time, and I've just been very, um... Um, not listening, you know, Um, and uh, finally he was just like, you're going to step on some Legos if you don't do this, and I was like, (laughs) whatever, so um, I finally said yeah, and talked to Jess about it, and she was like, about time, (laughs) and, uh, but yeah, so there's my microphone talking.
4: Perfect, perfect, Uh, the ratio never is matching, it's fine, Um, but the heart really behind what we want to do here. So it'll be ages, it's 6th grade to 12th, right? That's what we talked about. So middle school and high school. Um, And really the heart behind it is for both of us, when we were in those ages, we really feel like our lives could have made a completely different trajectory. Not that we regret anything that we've ever been through. But because of what we've been through, this is the redemption story for it. We want to take these kids and tell them who they are, who they were designed to be because I know that I know that I know that if we were told that when we were that age, things could have been so different. Um, we could have been saved a whole lot of heartbreak, a whole lot of spiritual warfare, a whole lot of stuff, a whole lot of junk, a whole lot of healing that didn't necessarily need to happen. Um, so glad that it did and so glad that we are becoming more and more whole and more and more like Jesus every day, but um, Like I said, some of that stuff could have been prevented if someone had just taken us and told us who we are and really poured into us. Um, And then on top of that, because we do family so, so well at this church, um, we also want to have relationships with the parents of these kids. So um, that's a really big deal for us, Um, personal testimony. My my mom did tell me, I was in youth group growing up, and I still, (laughs) I really feel like there were a lot of things that were going along behind the scenes that, um, now I know about, but my mom did share with me pretty recently. She was like, I didn't trust those people because they didn't care to know me. So it was really, really hard to allow you to be a part of all of that. Um, so, and I know that's probably different for you because your community growing up was so tiny, but, <laughs> but yeah. So I think
5: the other thing is, is with me being in a youth group, just, sharing a little bit about me we had youth pastors that were just there to get their their hours so they could get their pastoral degree so they would be there for six months a year and then leave we're not going anywhere so like we want to be a part of the kids lives and actually show that we care and because we do honestly um but yeah
4: so that's kind of the heart behind the like, meet and greet that we're doing on the 21st. We want um, all, of, all of the, the kids that are, who are of that age or about to step into that age um, to be there along with your families. You're going to get to know us a lot more, and we want to get to know all of you a lot more. Um, so yeah, we're really excited. <laughs> um, so it's 21st, 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. There will be food. We're going to play a really fun game. Um, it's gonna be a little crazy, but nothing too physical, so don't be afraid to. W- I promise you'll be sitting, okay, <laughs> for this game. Um, but the whole fam is invited. Um, we're really, really excited about it, you guys. So, so excited to pour into this age.
5: So, if you have youth or no youth, bring them. Yes? Bring them. All right, yeah.
6: so proud of uh that sweet couple's obedience and what God is doing in them and uh it is a um it, it is definitely uh, amazing to watch and and so one thing that we just need to continue to do is pray for them as the Lord calls us um it does um you know the, the warfare comes it's like even standing there um saying that this is what we're doing this is what we've been called to do and Uh, you know, putting those words into the atmosphere, man, I'm just so proud of of being in Jess for not only their testimony, but also just, it's an answer to prayer. We've been praying for a long time that we could have something for middle schoolers and high schoolers, and man, if you're blessed by that, say amen. 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 All right, so hey, today, um, I'm going to continue in the teaching connected to the vine. Last week, we started it, and Um, you guys, uh, if you weren't here, I just want you to know that, um, um, this series of teaching is, uh, all about being connected to Jesus. But today I just want you to know that this is all about being connected to the spirit, being connected to the spirit. Can you say that to the person next to you? This is about being connected to the spirit of God, connected to the spirit of God. Let's pray for a minute. Will you put connect? Oh, you got it up there, connected to the vine. So, Lord, we thank you that even today, as we begin, Lord, that we are learning and understanding. Lord, I pray for new revelation about being connected to the vine. That, Lord, you, even in the beginning, you said it wasn't good for us to be alone. And, Lord, your design is that we would stay connected, not only to one another, but we would stay connected to Jesus. That we would stay connected to your Spirit, Lord. That we would stay connected to you as our heavenly Father. We just thank you, Lord, that we don't do this life alone, that we've already been redeemed, that we've been saved, that we've been set free. Lord, we thank you that through your spirit, through your son, that, Father, we are filled with your Holy Spirit. And, Father, we can live this life connected to you through your spirit, Lord. We thank you that we live in that reality. That is our reality, that we can live connected to the vine. And, Father, I thank you for your word. Lord, I just, I just want to declare that in this room, that your word. Hmm. Even the earth declares your glory, Lord. But even as the sun goes around every single day, so does the word, that your word is circling the earth. And, Lord, it is making the things come to life. And, Lord, we just declare and decree that joy comes in the morning. Lord, we thank you that your mercy is new every day. Lord, we thank you that the heavens declare your glory, that your word declares your glory, but also Lord, your people declare your glory. And father, I pray that this morning that we would stay connected to the vine, that we would understand what it means to be connected to the spirit. And father, I pray these things in Jesus name and all God's people said, amen. Hey, so today, listen, I kept on waiting for like the Lord to give me like all these points. So today, we're not going to have a lot of stuff on the screen. We're going to have what you see there connected to the vine. It's going to stay there. But today, it's going to be saturated in Scripture, but it's also going to be saturated in memory verses. And I love memory verses. I want to tell you that, um, you know, it all begins... Um, let me just start with this one. Man, There's so many that I won't... I don't even know where to bring them first. But you may just jot them down. Just, just I mean, th- these these verses will change your life. If you saturate your mind with the scripture of God, God will change your life with his word. Can I get a witness? <laughs> so the first one I want to give you is just and listen, we know this verse, but we just write it down or take it take note Matthew 6:33. Matthew 6:33, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all of these things will be added to you as well. And, and so Jesus is teaching in Matthew chapter 6, you know, th- that um, that you know how, how the birds are cared for, even even the sparrow, he says, is, is clothed, and all, and, and not even Solomon and all of his majesty are clothed like the birds of the sky. And, and even as, even as you know, the things that they eat, and the things that we eat, and the things that we worry, and the things that we would clothe ourselves with, but but listen, he says, don't worry about tomorrow because each day has enough worry of its own. Can I witness? And, and I want to just tell you, even, and I, and I love even uh, this morning. You know, Callista, baby Calista's up here on the front. And we're about to do communion, and you know, right before we start talking about the body and the broken body, it's like that. She touches that toy, and it's like do 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 And I'm like, but I'm like, you know what? That's how our lives are supposed to be. Like we're supposed, to, we're supposed to have. Like I know it's like prophetic. That even our lives are supposed to be to a place to where we're like children and we believe and we trust in our Heavenly Father and we seek Him first and we believe that everything we need is going to be added to our lives. That even as we begin to worry, we remember that little toy. Right? That, that that's that's. And I know it seems a little bit silly. It seems a little bit silly. But I'm telling you, that's the, that's the kind of faith that God is calling us to have. That we would stay connected to the vine and we would seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and everything else would be added to us. The next verse I want you to write down, if you're writing them down, is John 15, 7. It's the vine and the branches. But verse 7 is the one that states that if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask what you wish and it'll be done. It'll be given to you. I love that Jesus, when He's telling the, about the vine and the branches, He says, "If you remain in Me, connected to the vine." But listen to what He says: "But My Word remains in you; that My words will remain in you." And I just hear that that Psalm 19 again: that e- even the, the heavens declare the glory of the Lord. That listen, we as 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 spirit filled believers, you know, in our faith and as we walk as children, and, and even when the trouble comes, we hear. Because we know that, you know what, it's a celebration. It's a victory already. As the sun comes up, the Lord's already declared that we have victory in Jesus. We can believe that we have all we need in him, that in Christ, that he's our all-sufficient Savior. And not a little bit, he's sufficient in every way. He's sufficient. We lack nothing. We have all that we need in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But Jesus declares, and, I, and I, listen, I want to talk about that verse, John 15, 7, but I also want to just kind of tell the story. I'm a storyteller, and I believe that that's probably why the Lord called me to the ministry, also that he knew that I would. But also, I'm telling you that I love the, the word of God, and I love to tell stories. And, you know, um, sometimes it's easier when we paraphrase things. And I just want to tell you about this story. We read it last week. I'm not going to read it this morning, but it's John 15, Starting in verse 1, and he says, I'm the vine, and you are the branches. I'm the vine, and you are the branches, says Jesus. Can you tell the person beside you, you're a branch? You're a branch. Jesus is the vine. And And listen, Jesus says, and my father is the master gardener. He's the gardener. And the the enemy wants you to think that these are threats, but this is just Jesus telling you how it works. He says that the branches that don't bear fruit, that the heavenly father that are the gardener, he cuts them off and he throws them away because they're not doing anything. But the ones that bear fruit, he he even clips those because he wants them to bear more fruit. That even when we're, when we're connected to the vine, and I just, listen, I heard this prophetic word in the shower all the time. I hear the voice of the Lord. But even this morning, as I got ready this morning, and I was getting ready to come here, and I was like, Lord, can you just show me the vine? And he said, I'm going to show you the vine. He said, there's people coming to church this morning that believe that, that what they need is behind them, but the vine's growing that way. There are people in this room. Listen, some of the people in this room are, are looking for something that's coming, and you're looking behind you. You are looking at the past. You are looking at something that has already happened. Some of us have already gotten a word from the Lord, and He has already spoken over your life, and He is growing you. And as you stay connected to the Spirit of God, He wants you to move forward, but you can't move forward as you're looking back. Can I get a witness? Because the vine is growing. And the branch is growing. And some things are going to be pruned off. But he wants you to, look, can I just tell you something? He wants you to bear more fruit. And it's the fruit of the Spirit. It's not hard to figure out. It's, it's one word and it's complete. There's nothing lacking in the word. There's, no, there's nothing. It, it's infallible. There's this, the word of God will never fail you. It will never contradict itself. It always complements one another. It's a book in the old covenant, the new covenant. All of it is one inspired writing by one writer. His name is God Almighty. And it's the basic instructions before leaving earth. Can I get a witness? Yeah. And he says that we would bear more fruit, so then it makes sense that in Galatians it says that the fruit of the Spirit, because listen, today's topic, today's lesson, today's teaching, is that we would be stay connected to the vine, but we would stay connected to the Spirit of God. And we find out later in the New Testament, in the epistles, and Paul says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness. Long-suffering, any long-suffering people up in here? Most of them are groaning, you can't hear them. But I just want you to hear something. Self-control. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness. Where are my faithful people in here? And the Heavenly Father is just saying, stay connected to to, to the Spirit. Stay connected to my Spirit. And and I want you to hear something, too, that Jesus says that apart from me, you can do nothing. Outside of the Spirit of God, we can, listen, in our flesh, I want to tell you something. Newsflash, ladies and gentlemen, if you're writing down notes, write this down today. That Listen, flesh and blood, according to the Word of God, cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, 1 Corinthians 15, 1. Flesh and blood. This whole body right here, it's, I'm, praise God, I'm getting a new one. Woo! I've done sit-ups for a long time, still can't find my abs. Well, it's, it's, the verdict ain't in. I don't know. I may not have any. I love you too, T. But here's the thing. Flesh and blood can't inherit the kingdom of God. Flesh and blood can't inherit the kingdom of God. Staying connected to the... he, He says, listen, apart from me, you can do Nothing. Apart from Jesus, that means outside the Spirit of God, we can try all we want, and we can go for it all we want. And listen, I don't know what it is with you, but listen, it convicted my heart this week as I went back to the first memory verse, but seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and everything else is going to be added to you. I don't know what you're chasing this morning. I don't know what it is that you think is going to bring you happiness. I don't know what it is where you think that you're going to be fulfilled. I don't know what it is in your life that you believe, you're believe you believing in or believing for that's going to set you free but there is nothing that is going to set you free outside of the spirit of god Come on. and this morning i just want you to understand that apart from the spirit we can do nothing because see listen it's outside the kingdom of god outside the spirit outs, but outside of jesus not connected to the spirit means that i can do nothing I can't do anything. I can't accomplish in my own flesh. I'm going to accomplish a whole bunch of worldly things, but they have no eternal value. I can collect a whole lot of money and a whole lot of property and a whole lot of jobs and a whole lot of titles and a whole lot of positions. But outside of the kingdom of God, and I want to tell you something, this is a spiritual book for spiritual people. We're spiritual beings. We are spirits having a human experience. I want to move into the. Can I move into the next verse? Y'all listen to this one. This is good. It's Matthew as well. Last one I, uh, I, t- I said was John 15, 7. First one was Matthew six sixteen or 633. Thank you. Matthew 12, 33. Another 33 verse. Two Matthews, both ending in 33. Matthew 12, 33. Y'all listen to this. Make a tree good. And its fruit will be good. Or make a tree bad. And its fruit will be bad. For a tree will be known. By its fruit. I'm going to say it again. Matthew 12, 33. Make a tree good. And its fruit will be good. Or make a tree bad. And its fruit will be bad. For a tree is known by its fruit. This morning as we learn about staying connected to the vine and staying connected to the spirit of God, I want us to understand that, that whenever whatever it is that we're investing in, whatever it is that we're, that we're spending our time in, whatever we are believing, whatever we are trusting in, those are the things that are going to come through our branch. Right, whenever I'm trusting and I'm connected to the vine, when I'm connected to the Spirit of God, when I'm connected, I want to tell you something. Outside of that Spirit, I can do nothing. But when I'm connected, when I'm plugged into the Spirit, all things are possible. Can I tell you what the Word of God says? My Bible says that with God, all things are possible. All things are possible with God. And when I'm connected to the vine... When I'm connected to the vine, I have and I am holding on to and I am flowing in the spirit and in him all things are possible. But I want to tell you something. The Lord will let you strive and the Lord will let you try and the Lord will let you struggle as long as you want to. Anybody? The Lord will let you struggle. Listen to me. Guys, you can go your own way, and you can try it, and you can try it, and you can try to, to, to get to the place you want to go. You can try to find peace. You can try to, to find fulfillment. And I'm going to tell you something. I've tried that life. My testimony is, listen to me. When I fed, when I fed my flesh, it just, it just only more flesh came. But when I feed my spirit... More spirit came, and I saw the more of God in my life. I want to read this to you, Matthew 12. If you have a Bible, turn there with me. I'm going to start. It's called A House Divided, and I I wanted to, to introduce you to that memory verse, and we'll move on to the next one in just a moment. But I want to read you this. And I want to give you a little bit of context first. So Jesus is healing people. He just went to the synagogue in Matthew 12 where we're going to pick up. Um, he, had, um, he had healed the man with the shriveled hand. He went to the synagogue where the Pharisees and the Sadducees and all the religious people, they, they, they were there and he asked the man on the Sabbath to stretch his hand out in Matthew 12 and he heals the man's hand and there was this argument about the Sabbath. But y'all listen to this. When Jesus left, it says that crowds were following. He heals the man's hand on the Sabbath. It, it, the man's arm stretched out, but something else happens. People are following him in droves, and it's driving the the all of the political and all of the religious leaders crazy. When I say crowds, you can't imagine the amount of people that are following Jesus. In Matthew 12, as they're following him, he tells the the closest ones around him, his disciples, he says, listen, don't tell anybody who I am. Don't tell them everything about me. And it says that he did so in verse 17 of Matthew 12, so that what was spoken through the prophet Isaiah would be fulfilled. And in Isaiah 42, it quotes that in Matthew 12. It says, here is my servant. This is God's word speaking about Jesus. Whom I have chosen, my beloved in whom I delight. This is verse 18. I will put my spirit on him and he will proclaim justice to the nations. He will not argue or shout and no one will hear his voice on the streets. Guys, I just want you to hear something. Whenever, because I don't want to listen, whenever I talk about the spirit of God, Jesus was full of the spirit of God. Jesus was walking in the spirit of God when Jesus said things like I only say what my father says I only does what my what my father I only do what my father does he was always walking fully in the spirit of God when we trust in Jesus we are filled with the Holy Spirit Jesus walked in power and authority and before Jesus left he gave us our own walking orders our own marching orders and he says but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes into your life and you will be my witnesses and Jerusalem, and in Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. You see that he says that we would receive power when we received what? The Holy Spirit. Jesus was walking in the Spirit. Isaiah said that in Isaiah 42 that Jesus was his Son, God's Son, in whom he loved, the one he delighted in, but he said he would fill him, God would fill Jesus with his Spirit. Also, the prophet Isaiah spoke, and Jesus stood up at the Feast of Tabernacles. He stood up in the the synagogue. He stood up, and Jesus is the one that that said that that he was the one. If you're anyone who's thirsty, it was this week, the Feast of Tabernacles. Come to me and drink. And he'll have, he'll have wells of living water. Jesus also in the synagogue said, he stood up and read, read the roll of Isaiah. And he, and he said that, listen, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me to free the prisoner, to set the captives free. He was full of the spirit of God. And this is so crucial because it's good to understand what is going on, that he is full of the Spirit. Say that to your neighbor. Jesus was full of the Spirit. He walked fully in full connection with the Master. He was connected to the vine, just as we see on the screen. Today's lesson, today's teaching is all about being fully connected, and that's who Jesus was. He was fully connected to the Father. And when Jesus says in John 15, 7, in the vine and the branches, when he says, listen, remain in me and let the word of God remain in you. Help me, somebody. Ask what you wish and it will be given to you because you're going to be walking fully in the spirit of God. Y'all are with me. Come on. Y'all are with me. Y'all listen to what, what happens. This is called a house divided. I'm going to start in verse 22. Matthew 12, 22. Are you with me? Then a demon-possessed man who was blind and unable to speak was brought to him, Jesus. He healed him, and that man could both speak and see. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. All the crowds were astounded and said, could this be the son of David? When the Pharisees heard this, they said, this man drives out demons by Beelzebub. But the ruler the ruler of the demons, knowing their thoughts, he told them, every kingdom divided against itself is headed for destruction. And no city or house divided against itself will stand. Verse 26. If Satan drives out Satan, he is divided against himself. How then will his kingdom stand? And if I drive out kingdoms or, or demons by Beelzebul, who by whom do your sons drive them out? For this reason, they will be your judge. If I drive out dr- uh, demons by the spirit of God, then the spirit then the kingdom of God has come upon you. How can someone enter a strong man's house and steal his possessions unless he first ties up the strong man, then he can plunder his house, and anyone who is not with me is against me, and any anyone who does not gather with me scatters, therefore, I tell you, people will be forgiven every sin and blasphemy, but the blasphemy against the Spirit of God will never be forgiven. Whoever speaks a word against the Son of Man, it will be forgiven of them. But whoever speaks against the Holy Ghost, against the Holy Spirit, it will not be forgiven him, either in this age or the one to come. Jesus is saying either now while I live or even as I depart from you. Either make a tree good and its fruit will be good or make a tree bad and its fruit will be bad for a tree is known by its fruit. And then he really gives it to him after that. Let's pray. Father, I thank you. I thank you, Lord, that a tree is known by its fruit. Father, I pray that we would be connected to your spirit, that we would be connected, Father, to your word, that we would be connected to you, Jesus, that we would know, that we would walk, that we would, Father, just understand, that we would see the kingdom of God. Father, let your kingdom come and your will be done on this earth as it is in heaven. Father, I thank you that the people in this room, that the understanding of who Jesus is, that because of Jesus and his sacrifice and him paying the price for our sins, Father, we thank you that we are reunited with you, that just as in the garden, Father, we have connection and communion with you, Father. I thank you for your spirit that came down when Jesus came and was seated at the right hand with you, that, Father, your Holy Spirit dwells here on the earth. And, Father, I thank you that it lives in us. Can I get a witness? It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. The first thing I want to just talk about, and I'm not, I'm not going to preach this, uh, you know, verse for verse, but I am going to just talk about a few things. It's not by chance that he, when he talks about that this man comes up, guys, and he, and he can't see and he can't hear. That's a strange combination. Usually when a person comes, he can't hear, but he also can't Speak. But this man that's brought to him, y'all listen to this. When he talks about a house divided, the man comes and he can't see and he can't hear. It's a There's a demon in him and the demon that's in him is oppressing him. But the spirit of the Lord God is upon Jesus and he came to set the captives free so that the blind could see. And listen, those who have been deaf could hear. Can I get a witness? That's who Jesus is. Right out of the chute, you see the Spirit of God all over it. The Spirit of God is on Jesus. It's it's the anointing of God that's upon Jesus. And listen, the man comes and he can't see and he can't hear. But that's why in the church that we say all the time, Lord, let let the blind see and give us eyes to see and ears to hear. We preach it all the time. We pray it all the time. Can I get a witness? But it's by the Spirit of God that those things happen. And then, he listen, when he heals this guy, they start saying, listen, it's by Satan, Beelzebub. He says, it's by Satan that the the Pharisees are mad, and they're saying, it's by Satan. He's doing these things. He's just like some kind of satanic, this is some kind of witchcraft. They're saying, I don't know how this stuff is happening, but this stuff is not of God. But Jesus, whoo, Jesus, Jesus looks at him and he says, a house divided can't stand. How can the devil throw out the devil? How can the devil throw out the devil? There ain't no way when the when the demons are here and the demons are oppressing, are, are when the demons are pushing down, when the demons are, are held and holding us captive, it ain't the demons that are going to set you free. It's the Spirit of God that's going to come into your life. It's the Spirit of God that's going to come into your heart. It's the Spirit of God that's going to come into your mind. It's the Spirit of God that's going to come into your life and transform you from the inside out. It ain't the demons that's going to free you. Yeah. Yeah? I want to tell you something else. The same thing goes in our families, in our church, in our jobs. Man, we need unity. A house divided can't stand. A house divided can't stand. We have to always be the ones that are talking encouraging words and loving words. And and listen, we are the ones that a house divided cannot stand. So I want to speak that over your, over your house. And listen, I want to speak it over your family. Sometimes it's hard with brothers or sisters, especially as we get to be in adult ages. That I mean, it's harder even whenever our brothers and sisters are fighting inside the house. But as we get older, let me tell you something. We need to hold on to our families. Hold on. Honor your mother and your father. Honor your children. Honor your brothers and your sisters. Honor your cousins, all the people of your family. Honor them and love them. Because a house divided, it will tear your family apart. Says it right there in the scripture. The same thing happens in our workplaces, the same thing happens in our churches. We have to honor one another, respect one another because a house divided. can't. Let me tell you something else. If we're going to have freedom in the church, we pray for freedom. We believe in freedom. We believe in salvation. We believe in Jesus. We pray for it and we hope for it and we wish for it. We believe in it. But I want to tell you something. We have to walk in it. It's just not something we pray. It's something we believe and it's who we are because we're connected to the vine. We're connected to the spirit and a house divided cannot stand. Jesus continues and he talks about the strong man that comes in and throws out the one that doesn't belong. I was hearing the Lord say this morning that there's new deliverance coming to your house. I want to tell you something church. Let me tell you you might have been you might be here you have been in church for 20 years. You may have been in church for 40 years. You may have been in church for four weeks, but I want to tell you something. The good news is that God is not done freeing you. The things that are coming into your life, the freedom and the deliverance that's coming into your life, we need to stop preaching from the pulpit that that we're going to start um, just, just speaking over someone, every person. We need an apostolic movement in the church of God. We need to start equipping people to teach people about the spirit of the living God we need to start teaching people that salvation comes to your house but being connected to the vine connected to the spirit that listen salvation also equals repentance that we walk away we turn from our sin we need to start preaching to people we need an apostolic movement we're not going to just pray over people one simple prayer and those things are going to be broken off they're going to need to be equipped so that they can understand and then they can pray for themselves Woo! Being connected to the vine. Jesus, in talking about a house divided, and that, uh, uh, that, good, that, that either make a tree good and its fruit will be good, or make a tree bad and its fruit will be bad. For a tree is known by its fruit. I want to just explain something that was probably when you heard it, you're like, man, what is, what, what is Jesus saying? And I don't want to skip over this, but I want you to have a full understanding about this teaching. And Jesus says, say what you want. I, this is paraphrasing, and Brother Brad's paraphrasing, okay? But he says, say what you want about the Son of Man. Say what you want. Even blaspheming, like people that didn't understand, because it said it right there. And that, that uh, Isaiah 42 said the spirit of God would be on him, that he would teach in the street, that he would teach in the streets, that he wouldn't yell or scream, that he wouldn't, he would never have to, to to be forceful, and that people in the street would not listen. He knew that. He knew that that was the calling upon his life. He knew that the spirit of God was on him. He knew that even though the people were being set free, even though that the scales were falling from people's eyes and and the demons were coming out of people, even though the hands were coming out, the the people that were paralyzed and the people that were lepers, that he was healing those people, that they would still not understand that there would be people that would reject him in his flesh. But I want to tell you something. The word says that the word became flesh and dwelt among us. That the spirit became flesh. The spirit of God walked and Jesus says, listen, this body, you may not believe with your eyes right now you may not understand with your eyes right now but it's not because of this flesh that I'm wearing it's because of the spirit of God that dwells in me and he says listen you can say what you want about this body you can say what you want about the acts that are happening now you can say what you want about Jesus but never ever blaspheme the power of God that comes into your life through the Holy Spirit do you see it Because it's all about being connected to the spirit of God. Jesus knew the plan. Jesus knew that he would give his life. Jesus didn't lead anyone to himself. That's what he left us to do. Can I get a witness? Jesus talked and He gave Himself. He served. He loved. He ministered. He healed. He set free. He delivered. Jesus walked the earth. He ministered. He lived a perfect life. He gave Himself. He did everything that was planned for Him to do. He's the one that gave Himself on Calvary for me and you so that we can walk in fullness of life, that we can walk in the Spirit. He gave Himself so that He could go to the Father in all of His perfect union, that He would fulfill all of the Scriptures, not some of them that every prophecy that was ever spoken and ever told that he would fulfill every one of them that through the spirit of God that we would be forgiven but then also the spirit of God would come and it would dwell in our hearts woo so now I'm going to say it one more time and it's all going to come together y'all ready for this This is it. Here it comes. Y'all ready? Don't blaspheme against the Holy Ghost because the Holy Ghost is where the power of God is. Don't blaspheme the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit came to set you free. Don't blaspheme the Holy Ghost because the Holy Ghost will deliver you will set you free, will give you salvation, will give you deliverance. It will transform your life. You will walk in the spirit. You will have love and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and gentleness and self-control that you'll have long-suffering. Help me, somebody. And then he says, make a tree good, and its fruit will be good. Or make a tree bad, and its fruit will be bad. But your tree will be known by its. A tree will be known by its fruit. Can we praise God? Come on, come on, come on a shout of praise, a shout of praise, a shout of praise. Ah. And I got one more before uh, before we go to the to the end here. But I, um, and I'm not going to preach the whole thing, but I am going to tell you. I, I, I touched on it a minute ago. Here's the next memory verse for you. It's it's. 1 Corinthians 15, 58. 1 Corinthians 15, 58. The Lord gave me about three weeks ago brand new revelation about this verse through the Spirit of God. And I I was a Baptist boy. I just want to tell you all something. I was a Baptist boy through and through. I'm telling you, I served every week. I loved every week. I taught every week. I mean, I did everything I could for the church. I loved the church. But when I memorized this verse, it was in my heart, and I didn't have full understanding until just three weeks ago of what it really, really, truly means. First Corinthians 15, 58 says, Now, brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourself fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. I'm going to say it again. Therefore, brothers and sisters, stand firm. Say that with me. Stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourself fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in him, your labor in Jesus is not in vain. I mean, I'm telling you, listen, I'm, I'm, a, I, listen, I'm not works-based. I understand that I'm saved by grace through faith, that it's no, nothing, nothing of works, nothing that I can do. It's a free gift of God. My salvation is a free gift, but I've always known because of the power of my testimony and the freedom and the things and the deliverance that came in my life, the way it changed my wife and it changed my children and it changed my walk, it changed everything that I know. It changed the natural all around me. How could I not fully give myself to the work of the Lord? how could I not say yes to everything that God calls me to how could I not fully give with my finances or with my heart or my walk or my time how could I not fully give when I memorized this verse it was just works based understanding and listen to me church it's not about works based and although those things are true because I just testified to them they're true That I do give and I do walk and I do serve and I do believe that those things did change every person's life for generations. All those things are true. But when the Bible says to give myself fully to the work of the Lord, it's not out here, it's in here. Jesus came to me and he said, and he showed me the verse. I said, oh yeah, Jesus, I love that verse. He said, I know you do. I know you love that verse. You ready for me to tell you what it means? I'm like, yes, Jesus, show me what it means. It means to fully walk in the spirit of God. It means to fully understand. Always give myself fully to the work of the Lord. It's not the work of the Lord out here. It's the work of the Lord in here. It's to always give myself. If you go back to, to, to 1 Corinthians and you go back to about verse 50, about eight verses earlier, he begins, and that's where he says, he says it right there, listen, flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Flesh and blood can't inherit the kingdom of God. Say it to your partner. Say it to the person. Flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. I want to tell you something. You can save, you can prepare, you can do all you want to do, but there ain't going to be no U-Haul truck following the hearse. Amen? It ain't happening. Can't take it with you. Flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. This old body, let me tell you something, and then it continues. It says, listen, in a twinkle of an eye, listen, in an in a, in a instant, in an instant, a trumpet will sound let me tell you something church what we believe is not only did he come did he live that sinless life did he pay the price for our sin debt not only did he set us free not only did he pay for our salvation not only did he reconcile us with the father but we believe and we know that there's a church there's a trumpet that's going to sound and the church will arise in the twinkle of an eye in an instant everything will change and every person when that trumpet sounds when he breaks through the clouds when Jesus comes again we will all come forth in a new reconciled glorified body can I get a witness from the congregation Ah, that's what we believe and and listen none of this is going with me praise God hallelujah I'm going to have a glorified body flesh and blood can't go only the spirit of God staying connected to the vine listen when it says give yourself fully to the work of the Lord it's it's in the middle of those verses where it says that's when we will shout when that trumpet blows and and he comes to the clouds and Jesus comes back for every person of the church it's then that we'll proclaim oh death where is your victory oh death where is your sting listen death has been swallowed up can I get a witness Huh! that's what we believe that's when I walk in hope I walk in it I got fruit my circumstances man he made me want to sing this morning I'm telling you I need some people (laughs) Christ is my firm foundation the rock on which I stand when everything around me shaking, I've never been more glad that I put my faith in Jesus. Cause He's never let me down. He's faithful through generations. So why would he fail? Yeah. Ah, come on, give him Lord, give him some praise. Ah. Right? He won't. He won't. That's why I can walk through my life and when things get hard, ba-bum, 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 ba-bum. right? Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things are coming. I put my faith in Jesus. Let's hit those house lights. I'm going to ask our worship team. Here's the last one. Are Y'all ready? <clears throat> if you're taking notes, you can write it down. This is man i feel like that we that we forget this it's proverbs 18 verse 10 then it says that the name of our lord god is a strong tower and the righteous run to it and they're protected I told y'all we were gonna make some shirts. I said I'm putting the devil on notice. This is what it's all about, church. Listen to me. It's funny. Don't get me wrong. I love to laugh and be goofy and, but I'm gonna tell you what. I'm truly putting the devil on notice. Let him know. Somebody needs to tell the devil that the name of our Lord is still a strong tower. Anything is possible with the Spirit of God. It, with God, anything and all things are possible. Let's just bow our heads for a moment. I just want to start at the beginning. And we'll come back to the tower. But I just wanted to just have a time of repentance this morning before we leave. And, and I loved my wife's prayer. I'm going to ask her to come up. I've got a stool for her. with your head bowed and your eyes closed I want you to just consider maybe what what is it what is it that you've been racing towards I mean something that is taking up your energy and your time and your efforts something maybe that you're even counting on because listen when we put so much time and effort We begin to count on that. Like you're building something with your own hands. It's like you begin. It's like this golden calf. It's just, it's, it's a, it becomes an idol in your life. And it happens. Listen, this isn't about conviction. But maybe even something that's come before the Lord. And it's like this this thing uh, in our lives. And there's so many things that we end up putting first. and, And God says to love him with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength. But I feel like there's stuff that just sucks the life out of us. But Jesus came so that we could have life and have it abundant. He says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And everything else is going to be added. There's the foundation, the rock that we stand upon when everything all around us is shaken. That we put our faith in Jesus. You'll never be more glad. So this morning, I just want to encourage you to confess to him, just right there where you are, and say, Lord, I, I feel like that I've probably gotten some things out of order. I feel like that maybe, maybe, maybe I'm uh, you know I'm stressed and I'm overwhelmed by the situation, or I'm stressed and I'm overwhelmed by the circumstances of life, and, and, and sometimes I find myself worrying. And and Lord, whenever I hear Brother Brad say, do 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 do. Like that's not me I don't walk around with that but father I want to have childlike faith I want to have childlike dependence I want to believe in you and trust in you just as a child like Calista does with Brianna just like Luke does with Catherine and Johnny just like Calista does with Jordan just a trust and a belief and and everything else is going to be taken care of but my focus is on you that I believe in you so Lord I repent for putting anything before you Lord I repent for putting my trust anywhere where it doesn't belong And Lord I thank you that when we come and we confess our sins one to another that you're quick to forgive and to restore and to redeem. Thank you, Jesus. So lastly, I'm just going to ask Shannon to pray. Just that we could stay connected to your spirit. Because just as Proverbs 18 verse 10 says, the Lord, your name is a strong tower. It's who you are. You'll never cease to be the strong tower. You never have, and you never will. Why would you fail now?
1: Lord, this morning, any place that is in us, Lord, where we have come and we are repenting, Lord. I just ask that you begin to stir that up, Lord Jesus, that you begin to stir that place. Lord, where we once had the faith, that you begin to stir that place where we once had trust, that you begin to stir that place within us, Lord. To rekindle the flame. To rekindle the fire, Lord. That that space that has been dimly lit, Father God, that the light would shine brightly. I thank you, Lord, that you search those things out. And then when we seek you, Lord, just as the seek first his kingdom and his righteousness we also know that when we ask and we seek and we knock that the door will be opened and that we will find and that it will be given unto us so lord i thank you today that when we come it's not empty father god we don't we don't just empty something out and not get something back lord when we repent father god there is the place where there therefore you come in and you fill lord you fill all those places you fill those spaces father god So I just thank you, Lord, that in that stirring, that the incense would come forth, that healing would come forth, Lord, into those places and into those spaces in our heart, Jesus. That, Father God, your word would begin to penetrate those spaces. And that your spirit would begin to fill those places. And Lord, because of that, our walk would look different, Lord. Our talk would be different, Lord. Our emotions would be different, Lord. The way that we respond to our loved ones would be different, Lord. Because you are our strong tower. Because you are righteous and holy and pure and father god that is our heart that you would make us more righteous more holy and more pure father god each and every day so lord we continue to seek you and we continue to seek you first we continue to run to the strong tower we continue to be covered by your feathers and then under your wings we find refuge father god We thank you that you command your angels concerning us to guard us in all our ways. We thank you, Lord, that when we put that scripture in and we pray it out, something changes, Lord. So, Lord, I thank you, Father God, for what you've done today. We just want to seal everything that you've done, Lord, by the blood of Jesus Christ. And we thank you that every place that fell off that wasn't of heaven and wasn't of you, Lord, that it doesn't get to come back. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We praise you.
6: So they're gonna um they're gonna play for a moment. And we're gonna have some folks up here that uh that can pray with you. So today, if you need prayer for any reason, I just want you to know that we love you. It's a privilege to be your pastor. It's a privilege to be able to minister and to serve you, to love you, to teach to you, and to walk with you. It's a privilege to learn with you because I believe that a good leader is a good learner. So I just want you to hear my heart this morning. I'm thankful for every one of you. I love every one of you. May the Spirit of God dwell richly in each one of you. Be blessed as you go. May the face of the Lord shine upon you. If you need prayer for anything, it would be a privilege for our prayer team to pray with you. You're dismissed. Thank you.